Fine drop for child. The friction and rumbles were lighter this time, with thinner upper atmosphere and a far lower entry speed. Saria was almost relaxed as the pods dropped deeper into the Atmo, air brakes popping out to stabilize their drop and zero them in on the agreed-upon landing zone. She hoped that the locals were punctual. The last thing she needed was to be caught out in the open with a green squad, but either way, they were going in. Check telemetry, she ordered. Make your last-second adjustments now or walk the difference once we kiss dirt. Her team acknowledged, and they were all pretty much on course, so she didn't push any harder. The surface of child was coming up fast, and she could make out the crystal blue sea beneath them now. The lieutenant's pod deployed first, exterior walls snapping out and turning the whole rig into one large air brake. Saria caught a brief glimpse of Kepler standing on the pod's brace before the whole rig vanished in a blur as she and the others continued down unabated. The others deployed, following the lieutenant as she continued to plummet down, first in, last out. Saria deployed at less than one kilometer above the seas, sudden bone-crushing acceleration compressing her spine as she rode the rigging right on the edge of control. Her pod's air brakes were fanned out above her, now trailing the pod by fifteen meters and spinning like propeller blades, as Saria checked her kit one last time and kicked her pack loose to hang by its tether. At five hundred meters, Saria spotted a pair of the locals using her implants, standing near the shoreline, and she assumed, hoped really, that those were her contacts. One hundred meters to impact, she crossed her arms across her chest and kicked the release catch. She fell free the last seventy meters or so, hitting the water feet first with enough force to kill an unarmored human a hundred times over. She barely went three meters below the surface, curving through the water to redirect and absorb her impact as she got her bearings. Her pack was twenty meters away, floating a meter beneath the surface as the drop pod consigned itself to the deep. She swam over to the pack and clipped it to the belt loop on the small of her back as she waited for the rest of the team to touch down. Dearborn was next in the water just a few seconds behind her. The privates came in half a minute after him. Corporal Soleil was on their heels. Top Nano took his dunking second to last, but she had to wait almost another minute for the lieutenant to land. Going to have to talk to him about that, Saria noted in her implant memory. If this had been a hotter insertion, that extra time hanging under his pod's air brakes could have seen him turned into expanding plasma and the entire team's location being compromised. Saria got the team together after a few moments of wrangling, then got them all pointing in the right direction before leading them toward the shoreline and the two people she'd spotted from the air. Cora had difficulty tearing his eyes away from the bulge of the ocean, though there was nothing there now to see. Was that? Cynthia asked, hesitantly uncertain. Do you suppose? Yes, I think it was, he answered, knowing without needing the words spoken that she was asking if they'd just witnessed the landing of the visitors they were awaiting. I hadn't expected them to arrive quite like that. But they're dead, surely, his companion gasped. 
A fall like that? It would crush- No, I think not, he said with finality. I think they would not come so far to merely crash into child and die. Watch the seas, Cynthia. He then took his own advice and waited. The two of them were silent for a long time, eyes on the gently lapping waves of the bulging sea of child. He lost track of just how long it was before he spotted the first hint of moment. A black figure rose out of the water, pointing something, likely a weapon, unerringly at him, water beating off its form as it strode confidently in his direction. Two others appeared just moments later, flanking the first at a wide angle. Cora had never served in the military, but he recognized that they were spreading their fire so as to avoid inflicting harm on their own if it became necessary to kill him and Sin.